Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Every other Tuesday, we get an opportunity to talk to Stan McNeil from Cardinals Magazine. And if you'd like to subscribe, it is a beautiful magazine. Just go to cardinals.com slash magazine, and you can set up your subscription. And Stan is with us on the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. Good morning, sir. How you doing? Good morning, Randy. How are you? Everything's great. Well, aside from the rain and the, the fact that the Cardinals lost two of three in Cincinnati, but otherwise, other than that, everything's great. Uh, good to hear. Uh, <laughs> things are well at the magazine also. Uh, I kind of wanted to start, ask you a question. I wanted to ask you a question, sort of a trivia. I guess it's kind of a trivia question this morning. You know, we're doing our yearbook on uh, Adam Wainwright. So we have uh, been researching Adam Wainwright's career. We've got it all covered. And so I wanted to ask you a little question here. Okay. I think you can get it. Uh, You know, we know Adam loves to hit, fancies himself as a slugger, is the only Cardinals pitcher since 2000 to have two seasons with uh, double-digit RBIs. Okay? Okay. So there's been two other Cardinals pitchers since 2000 to have one season of at least ten RBIs, can you name can you name those two pitchers? One of them, it would seem, would be Jason Marquis. That was you are absolutely right on that <laughs> one. The other one might be a little bit of a surprise. Okay, uh, uh, let me think about this. You want a, you want a second? <laughs> yeah, d- give me one second here. You got it. Um, I'm, it had and to if be. You want a hint? If you want a yeah, hint, I'll, 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 I'll I always like hint. hints. Yes. Okay, we'll say this is within the past five seasons. Oh, interesting. Michaelis? Nope. Okay. Uh, last five years. Hold on here. Um, okay, I'll take one more shot, and obviously it's going to be a guy that's got a lot of starts. Double-digit RBIs. Uh, okay. And I will one more hint. Okay. One more hint. Let's see. He was an all-star the season he had ten RBIs. Okay, um, I, I'm just uh, I'm going through numbers here. I'm going and I can't think of uh, Flaherty. No, who is it's, it? Uh, Carlos Martinez. No it or not. way! Wow! <laughs> <laughs> wow! That's great. That's not me. Also, that's that's a great one. I I would have never picked Car. I would have had to go a long way down the line to pick Carlos. But that was uh, Carlos. Last, uh, really, his last good season. You know, he made the All Star team that year, and uh, I think he had a home run. Yep. So, what an awesome uh, piece of trivia, Stan. And I love that you opened with that because Megamind knows almost everything. Uh, but Stan, <laughs> we're going to ask you about the Cardinals draft picks here in a second. But I wanted to start with Jackson Holiday. One of the cool things about the Cardinal magazine is that you guys have unbelievable photos and history in your archives. So when Jackson Holiday goes number one overall, I'm sure it was cool for you guys to take a look down memory lane of some photos and information that you had of Jackson and Matt when Jackson was just a little kid. 
Oh, you know, it's amazing. And and really, by the time Matt was here, Jackson was still a little kid, but he had already been in big league clubhouses for, you know, five or six seasons. But I think the, I think the coolest photo I've seen from that was one when, when Matt was quite, quite young in his Rockies career and he's holding Jackson and Jackson must be like one or no more than one and a half years old. To, you know, and when you see that, and I think the caption just said, you know, Jack or Matt Holiday with the future number one dra- pick in the draft. You know, you look at that and you just think that's that's amazing. But uh, you know, Jackson, uh, anybody who was uh, in that clubhouse during Matt's time here would have seen Jackson and his brother Ethan uh, quite regularly. You know, and uh, those guys again, it's kind of amazing because you could just see the way they move. That these kids are athletes and. You can never like say that kid's going to be a major league player, but you know these are two kids you could almost say that about, and it's you know it looks like it's going to be true someday. Stan McNeil from Cardinals Magazine on 101 ESPN, and Stan, over the years the Cardinals have had several pitchers that they've taken number one that have moved through the system quickly. Michael Waka, notable. Marco Gonzalez, notable. And there is a strong school of belief that uh, Cooper Zerpe will be one of those guys that moves quickly through the system. What are your early impressions of the Cardinals' number one pick? You know, uh, you're right. This guy is a legit pitcher. He's, I think whether we will see him, how much we see him this year, he's in Jupiter right now along with the second and third round picks. Or I think most of the picks at this point have been signed and are in Jupiter. So they'll spend this week kind of uh, – the club will get an, a, an assessment of where they are because with the draft being later – these guys haven't been pitching, you know, pitching competitively anyway since the end of their season. Which uh, college pitcher, if you don't go to the College World Series, that's several weeks now. So depending on how long it takes them, those guys to ramp up and how much they've thrown this, this year, and I think Jerpy's a guy that has already thrown quite a bit. Just we'll see how they uh, kind of uh, integrate them into the system. But uh, to me, what's interesting is that you know the first three picks were left-handed pitchers all out of college, all out of, you know, big-time programs, all three California kids. And now, you know, you have a first-round pick who the slot for him is like $3.6 million. The third-round pick is like $2.5 million less than that. So you got these three guys that have different signing bonuses, but once they get to Jupiter, they get on the field, that kind of goes out the window. So you'll see – we're going to see how these three develop and, you know, who uh, who can get to St. Louis the quickest. I remember talking to Chris Duncan, who was taken in the first round, the year that Albert Pujols was taken in the 13th, and those two show up together at the same time. And Chris is saying to himself, wait, this guy win the 13th round? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just never know, you know. But one, it's interesting because once, they, once they're signed and, and injured, but are all that's out the window, and they're kind of like, uh, let's let, let's just see who can do it. And and they're you know, Derpy's the guy that it, it clearly is more advanced. And from my take, it, he's just got the command of four pitches, you know. Whereas Bryson Motts, the second round pick from St. Louis, he's a guy that uh, was not even recruited by the University of San Diego, which is where he ended up going. Not even recruited out of high school, but he's one of those kids that's still growing, you know, and his velo is still coming. And then uh, Pete Hansen, the third-round pick out of Texas, he seems like a guy who's also just a, a real polished pitcher, not so much a hard-throwing lefty as just a guy that can also a, more of a, a crafty lefty type. So you've got 
three lefties, but they're, you know, they've got their differences in the, in the way they pitch. Stan, I want to go back to Albert Pujols for a second. He was on the cover of the Cardinals magazine, and it said the Pujols presence, same focus, more fun. And I don't think that uh, that sentence was more on display ever than what we saw at the All-Star game, more specifically the home run derby. It was so great to see Albert not only compete and advance, but all the respect he got from his peers. Absolutely. You know, I was in Cincinnati over the weekend, and we talked to Albert about that. And just, you know, that that moment to me was – spontaneous and that's really what made it so cool and uh you know albert said he had no idea it was it was going to happen and the fact that it did you know gave him gave him goosebumps kind of thing because it was such a sign of respect from so many different players and uh, i thought it was the coolest moment of the night and you think to the last time that happened and that was 1999 right when players surrounded Ted Williams on the mound before the actual All-Star game so that's the sort of reverence that the current players have for Albert Pools and it's for me Stan and you've been around clubhouses for a long time I think it's cool to see players actually be fans Oh absolutely you know and you have to wonder like how many autographs is, is Albert signing this season for players in the other clubhouse, you know, how many guys are asking for jerseys and, uh, and baseballs and bats, you know, it's, uh, cause, because you're right. I mean, you see it when, uh, when Albert gets on second base, a lot of times the guy will come up and you can just tell he's just, Albert, is, you know, he's told me, he said, these guys are just like, uh, congratulating him and just what an honor it is for them to be on the same field with Albert, you know, when you're saying this in the, in the heat of the battle, that's, uh, that's, that says a lot. That sounds like a great piece, Stan, that somebody should uh, tally <laughs> up all the autographs that Albert's been signing. But what is your favorite piece that you have worked on or that you're currently working on so far this season? Oh my goodness. Uh, I would have to go with uh, the Wayno yearbook. You know, we've just, uh, I think it's taken us a while to get this, but it's really going to be worth it. I think we bring a lot to, uh, Lots of the readers that you really haven't uh, heard a whole lot about Adam. And as long as Adam has been here and as great uh, a talker as he is and as much as we know about him, I think there's still you'll still find a lot of new stuff in it. And one other thing here, Paul Goldschmidt is having the best year for a Cardinal hitter since. Do we have to go back to Albert Pujols? Oh, I, I think so. Absolutely. I mean, that's what it, that's what it kind of feels like, isn't it? I mean, you know, no one else is getting on, and then Goldie will get a single, or Goldie will walk. You know, I mean, he's just uh, he's just been so consistent. But yeah, I can't think of uh, you know Berkman had a good season, Carlos Beltran had one, uh, Holiday had a few, but uh, I don't think we've seen anything uh, like uh, what Goldie's putting up this year. And finally, Stan, tell people uh, about the the yearbook. You mentioned Adam Wainwright being in it, but the yearbook uh, is available for people to order right now if they go to cardinals.com slash publications. And what what are your, aside from the Waino piece, what are the, your keys to the yearbook? Well, <laughs> we've talked to a lot of people about Waino, so we have their thoughts on Waino. The yearbook also has uh, player pages for each guy on the roster this year, kind of a look at their career. And uh, it's just, uh, you know, high, high gloss, very, uh, very nice uh, production. Looking forward to it. Thank you very much, Stan. Always good to talk to you, and we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you. That's Stan McNeil, Cardinals Magazine. And, Michelle, we mentioned it every time we talk to Stan. The quality of that magazine is unmatched right now in terms of publications. You aren't going to find a better quality in terms of the the 
pictures, the the paper piece of production than the Cardinals turn out with their magazine. Anytime we get one, I sit down and I read it cover to cover because not only is it beautiful, as you mentioned, there's so much info in mm-hmm. that magazine. They get great access. Players are super open and transparent with them. And it's uh, it's information, but it's also really fun. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, BetOnline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Your favorite band's about to play a sold-out show. You got in... Over here! With a friend. And found a spot close enough to see the set list. They're definitely playing your song. When you're with Amex, it's not if it's going to happen, but when. American Express. Don't live life without it. 